Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The ESPN San Antonio Audio Vault is powered by AA Best Bail Bonds. 210-225-2121. Or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Michael Jimenez. Halftime. Yes, sir. It's halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 94.5 FM. Soon to be 103.3 FM beginning February 1st. We're on the go at sasportstar.com. My name's Michael Jimenez, also known as the Acquired Taste, according to callers yesterday anyway. I'm your host from noon to two. Again, halftime is about sports, pop culture, and nostalgia. Today we're starting something new. Tuesdays with Teague. Carolina Teague is my co-host from noon to one. How's it going, Carolina? It's going good. I have no complaints. I'm happy to be here. I'm ready to get this Tuesdays with Teague started. Let's go. Oh, dude, I'm looking forward to it. And next week you'll actually be in studio doing Tuesdays with Teague. Again, sports, pop culture, nostalgia. We're going to do a little get-to-know-you segment in a bit. But uh, on the rundown today, at 12-15, Major League Baseball is about to prove once again that it's the dumbest league in all of sports. The Hall of Fame is going to be announced today. Possible for a second year in a row that no one will make it. We'll be talking about that at 12-15. At 12-30, Jeff Garcia from Locked On Spurs and Ken's 5. We'll talk to us about the Spurs-Rockets game, and also, we're going to see if Carolina is going to jump on Team Tank at that time. At 1.30, we've got Lowe from Energy 94.1 coming on in, talking to us about entertainment news and music. But again, this is halftime from noon to two, sports, pop culture, and nostalgia. My name's Michael Jimenez. If you want to reach out to us, the Kielbasa Bacon phone lines are open at 656-ESPN, and guess what? Best caller today wins tickets to see Bob Dylan in concert at the Majestic Theater. I'm going to say that one more time. The best caller is going to win tickets to see Bob Dylan at the Majestic Theater. And I'm the judge. Okay, this is an American Idol type of thing. You call in, talk to us about sports. If I like your take the best, you're going to go see the legend Bob Dylan at the Majestic. So I'm looking forward to giving in those tickets away. Carl Shonen is producing this show. How's it going, Carl? What's up, y'all? How you doing? Oh, dude, I'm excited because Carolina Teague is here with me. Carolina, I like to do a get-to-know-you segment, right? And every time I have someone on that's new to the show, I ask the question, who was your celebrity crush growing up? And who are your celebrity crushes now? Mm, that is a great question. Uh, my celebrity crush growing up, what I had two of them. I was a celebrity crush prostitute. So the first one was Jonathan Taylor Thomas. JTT. JTT. Everyone loved JTT growing up. He was so cute. And I 
loved him. I didn't get to afford his posters growing up, but I did look <laughs> at the magazines at the end caps and I yeah. would look at his pictures and I would just admire him and I wanted to watch all his movies. I wanted to watch Home Improvement all the time just because of him. I learned so much about Home Improvement because of watching Home Improvement. So that was one of the things. And then the second person I had a crush on growing up, uh, oh, actually I had three crushes. I was a crush prostitute. So uh, Dennis Rodman <laughs> and Dennis uh, Rodman. Dennis Rodman. I love Dennis Rodman because he was just so different and he was just himself and he was unapologetically himself. And he was married to Madonna and Carmen Electra and I just thought he was a rock star. So I loved him. And I also loved Nelly with his band-aid under his eye. Nice. So hot. <laughs> it's getting hot in here. All right. Yes. All right. You are very eclectic when it comes to your celebrity crushes because we go from the innocent Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Now, Nelly, you know, he can go either way. I mean, I, I, he's, he's, I, I like him. Very, very talented guy. And then you go on to Dennis Rodman. Man, I mean, that's a wide spectrum of tastes. But who is the crush yeah. now? Like your celebrity crush right now. This is your hall pass. Who is it? I have one hall pass. And my hall pass is Becky Hammond. I, maybe I should be saying that on Tennis <laughs> But my crush is Becky Hammond. Everyone knows that. I think her aura is just incredible. I think she's so beautiful. And I also, um, now I've grown to have an attraction towards Prince. Nice. <laughs> and also I am attracted to um, James Franco's little brother. So oh, yeah. The weirdest taste in men, yeah. James Franco's brother, who, by the way, is, if I'm not mistaken, is married to Allison Brie, who was uh, on the show Community, who was one of my celebrity crushes, I would say about 10 years ago or so. You know, back in the day, you know, my, my crushes were like Susanna Hoffs from the Bengals. Um, you know, I really liked, you know, everybody loved Tiffany Amber Tyson, Jennifer Love Hewitt. That was mine. But these days, I'm all about, uh, you know, uh, Ana de Armas. I love Halsey. Halsey is my girl. And for those of you who are, are into YouTubers, I will say this. Sniper Wolf. Look it up. Sniper Wolf. I watch Sniper Wolf with my daughter every night. And uh, my wife looks at me and goes, I know why you're watching this. And I'm like, yep, it's because Sniper Wolf uh, does it for me. Can I ask you a quick question about celebrity crushes? I feel like every guy, like my uncles, all of them, they every guy that I ever talked to, they all had a crush on Topanga. Yes, from back in the day, big Is time. That true. Yeah, so I have a theory about Topanga. Right, I think uh -huh. that. Topa and by the way, uh, Danielle Fischel, I, I believe, is her name. Uh, still very, very, very beautiful. Uh, I think guys, you know, the whole thing about liking thick started there with Topanga, because okay. Topanga oh. was not a skinny girl. Man, she was a curvy girl back then. Is a curvy girl now. She's very, very beautiful. But every guy, it didn't matter the ethnicity, did not matter the race. If you grew up in the 90s or the late 80s or the early 2000s, you were all about Topanga. Topanga is very much like uh, Nia Long when it comes to uh, uh, Yuma Yudoka's wife. I mean, every, every guy loves her. Every guy loves Salma Hayek. Okay? Uh -huh. And it, it's, it's interesting. There, there's like these universal ones where every guy, it doesn't matter if you like, you know, White girls, black girls, Hispanic girls, Asian girls, whatever. It's it, like Topanga. It, I don't know. She's you just universal, you know, and uh, absolutely love her. But I, I think you can learn a lot about that. You mentioned Becky Hammond. Uh, I have a friend who has a huge crush on Kelsey Plum. 
and he's like mm-hmm. all about Kelsey Plum. But uh, welcome to halftime on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM twelve fifty and ninety four five FM. As always, on the go at sasportstar.com. Who is your celebrity crush? You know, reach out to yeah. us. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. My handle on Facebook, or on, on Twitter, rather, is at MikeESPNSA. Carolina's at Carolina Teague underscore. We're also live on Facebook and YouTube. Go ahead and leave a comment or two. And again, best caller today. Best caller today gets tickets to see Bob Dylan. What's up, CT? I think people need to call in and they need to tell us who their celebrity crush is because we're giving away free tickets, number one. Number two, people are dropping in their comments who they like. They like Hillary Duff. I feel like every man liked Hillary Duff as well. So call us, 210-656-ESPN, and tell us who your crush is because I want to hear what all – I want to hear if it's true. Do all men like Topanga? Because I really feel like that's an important conversation that everyone needs to have. Now, Hillary Duff is now starring in How I Met Your Mother on Hulu. And uh, the top, the, the first two episodes are out. I did not like the pilot. The pilot was trash. It was. The second episode was pretty good. So I'm going to keep up with it again. I was not a big fan of How I Met Your Mother for, I just didn't like some of the actors on that show. But I'm going to give How I Met Your Father a chance. And maybe it's because of Hillary Duff. Could be. I don't know. But uh, welcome to the show. Carolina Teague, thank you for being open and honest when it comes to it. But apparently... People are already calling in. David on line one. What's going on, my man? Hey, Michael. How's it going today? Doing well. I was thinking maybe just go, just maybe start wearing, you know, you need to call Pepsi since it's the acquired taste for you. <laughs> start wearing the Pepsi shirt. But two things. I, I was kind of, I, I've always wanted this topic to, to get out there. I've, I saw it on the national media, but I never... I've never really had it talked about here in town. Does Robert Ory deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? And then my second one is for Carolina Teagues, which is pretty cool. I actually have two, and they both were connected to Justin Bieber. Now, I'm a 60-year-old old guy. But for me, my celebrity crushes were obviously Selena Gomez and the girl that he's married to, but for different reasons. <laughs> Selena would be the perfect night out, carriage ride, roses, river walk talk. The girl that he married would probably be the convertible top, <laughs> top of the hill. <laughs> I honestly, I, I disagree with you just a little bit. First of all, I think it's really cool that you have the exact same taste as Justin Bieber. And that's actually one of my favorite artists. So I wanted to say, um, you probably have something really big in common. I bet you, you probably listen to Justin Bieber when you're alone by yourself. You probably don't want to admit that on the air, but I no, do. I, I, so like, I, I don't. I don't really don't know Justin Bieber that well. I know his dad, Bob Dylan, but I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, Selena Gomez, I feel like she's really beautiful, but she, I feel like she was the more, um, the more free spirited one. Haley Bieber Following her, she seems like she's the one who is more wifey material, and I think that's actually why he married her. But, I mean, we can have a difference of opinion, but I think you have great taste regardless. Very nice. David is the leader right now for those Bob Dylan tickets, but who can beat him? We have other callers coming in. By the way, man, it's funny. Why do I even create a rundown sometimes of what we're going to talk about? Because sometimes the listeners drive the show. We have Roland on Mm -hmm. line two. Roland, what's going on, my man? And by the way, I will answer David's question in a minute about Robert Ory. 
<laughs> I had two uh, big time celebrity crushes uh, growing up was uh, Melissa Joan Hart. Nice. And then yeah, and then uh, Elaine Bennis. I just loved her. Elaine Bennis. Really from, from Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah, Th- that's interesting because <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart. Right, correct me if I'm wrong. She was Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Right, exactly. And then she was in the "You Drive Me Crazy" video from Britney Spears. Why I know yeah. that at age forty-four, twenty-five years later, I just do know all that. Uh, but when it comes to uh, uh, Elaine Bennis, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Interesting thing about yeah. Julia Louis Dreyfus, Roland. I don't know if you know this. Did you know that she's a billionaire? I did not know that. No, she was a billionaire that. before that show. Is a billionaire now. She's an heiress to Adidas. That's her family. Wow. So, uh, no. but so all the work that she's done, and she's been great on Veep and all these other shows, uh, The Misadventures of of Christine, I think was was the show that she was on on CBS. She's fantastic. Yeah. Julia Louis Dreyfus just shows that you are a man of taste, okay? Mm-hmm. Because it take it takes it takes something to to find a, a, an older woman attractive. You know, right now, Marissa Tomei. I saw that Spider Man uh, No Way Home. Marissa Tomei at 57 right now, dude, that girl's a 10 still, man. She was a 10. Oh, yeah. She was a 10 30 years ago when she was Mona Lisa Vito, you know, in, in, in that movie. And now in Spider-Man. Amazing. My cousin Vinny. Exactly. Great times, man. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. And uh, so we have, uh, I think, Rick on line three. What's going on, Rick? Hey, what's going on, man? Bring it. What do you got? All right, so there's two, uh, Allie Landry, and then uh, the woman that played Alex Mack. Alex Mack, I gotta look that one now. I remember Allie Landry. So Allie Landry, by the way, for those of you, let's make it a sports topic here. She was in Varsity Blues, <laughs> bringing out the whipped cream bikini back in Varsity mm-hmm. Blues. Allie Landry's beautiful. Yep. She was also in the first episode of Entourage. She was Vinny Chase's girlfriend. I don't know if you remember that episode where she's screaming and cursing at him, going, where's Vinny? Where's Vinny? And, and all the guys are like, I don't know where he is. But uh, I think he's talking, yeah, I think he's talking about Alec, um, also, uh, wasn't she the Doritos girl too? She was the yeah. Doritos girl. Yep. She was, Doritos. yeah. I, yeah. And then Alex Mack, I think she was on The Secret World of Alex Mack and on Nickelodeon. Is that the one that you're talking about? That's the one I'm talking about. Larissa o- Olenek. <laughs> I think is her name. Yeah. Oh, she very. was really pretty. Yeah, she was very, very pretty. And um, I also, too, watched Nickelodeon when I was a young girl, and I had crushes on some of the Nickelodeon stars, too, so we're probably the same type of person, just being little weirdos at 10, having the biggest crushes on childhood stars. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was Rick, man. Thanks for calling in. Paul is on line four. What's going on, my man? Hey, well... Yeah, I know. It's actually Sam. That's my name. But I got I got two things for you. My celebrity crush and then a hot take. But Bring I'll go it. with the celebrity first. Bring it. My celebrity crush was Hillary Duff. That's how I knew I liked white girls and girls in general. Hillary <laughs> Duff was gorgeous. And she still is gorgeous. You hear what I'm saying? And Avril Lavigne. Oh, my God. The most Avril gorgeous Lavigne. woman of all time. James Pledger is proud of you for saying that because he has a thing for Avril Lavigne. And my wife and I were just watching a video of her the other day, and it was like an interview that she was giving. And he and my wife was like, dude, Avril Lavigne's pretty. And it's so funny because back in the day, in the early 2000s, she was like that rocker punk chick. And and now, you know, she's a little bit older. She's singing some of the songs that um, 
She's singing ballads now. By the way, the song Breakaway, which was a, a hit song for Kelly Clarkson, was originally sung by, by Avril Lavigne. Go on YouTube, look up Avril Lavigne Breakaway, and she sings that ballad very, very well. Very pretty. And what's your hot take, man? All right, so yeah, I'll go, and, I'll go ahead and check that out, because you said. But my other hot take, and this is far too, like, far, and this is just me just spitting words, but the Cowboys will win a Super Bowl when you get Tony Romo as your head coach, Sean Lee as your offensive coach, uh, I mean, as your defensive coach, and Jason Witten as your offensive coach. You know what? I like Jason Witten being on the coaching staff. That would be amazing, because again... It's not like he was the most gifted. By the way, get his information there, Carl, because uh, we have a new leader here. Uh, that is Paul, right? That was Paul. Jason Witten as a coach would be fantastic. I don't know about Romo as a head coach. Uh, maybe Romo as a head coordinator or as, as some sort of offensive coordinator would be interesting. Quarterbacks coach to start off. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of people in front of him that should go along the way. I'm still waiting for Eric Bieniemy of Kansas City to become a head coach. I mean, how is he not being selected by all of these teams? Are you telling me that Jacksonville, uh, that he wouldn't have been as good as Urban Meyer in Jacksonville? I don't get it. What's up, CT? Oh, no, nothing. I just wanted to say that um, that is a really hot take. Um, I think that tri- that triage of people, I don't know if that would happen, but I think that would be a great idea. And I do see Tony Romo more so as an offensive coordinator than a head coach. I don't know mm-hmm. how he would fare to be the the America's team's head coach, I think that's a big task to take. I don't see that happening for him, and I agree with you. I think um, Kansas City Chiefs, um, he should be a head coach by now. I'm gonna reach out to Carl real fast. You got his information, right? Yep, Sam. Mm-hmm. Oh, that that was uh, is that S- Sam? Yeah, the car ID said Paul. That's why. I oh, okay, Paul okay. Up, yeah. So so that was Sam. Sam is the leader. Outstanding. We have two others online. I believe we do. If they uh, hung on, we actually have three. We have three. Okay, let's go okay. to let's go to. But they gotta bring the hottest take. I know, because right now Sam. Beat that. He's, Sam's killing it. Right now, Sam is looking for a date for the uh, the uh, concert to go see Bob Dylan. Because right now he's in the lead. Carl, let's reach out to line one, Paul. It's actually Eddie on line one. Eddie, what's going on, Eddie? How you doing? Hey. Uh... Great show. I love the topic. Uh, so it's only fitting you got Carolina in for this topic. So so the crushes growing up for me were two Kellys. Kelly from Saved by the Bell. Nice. And Kelly, and Kelly Bundy. Uh, current crush is an adult, Michelle Obama. And uh, hot takers, I think the Spurs should try to package Derek White, a draft pick, throw in whoever else to Atlanta, try to get John Collins off their hands. Hey. I like this take so far. I don't know if it's the leader right now, but that was a oh, really good take, Eddie. I just wanted to chime in on the topic. Ed, I don't know about Bob Dylan, but... Eddie, cool. Kelly Bundy. <laughs> Let's talk about Kelly Bundy, okay? One of the things that I love about Kelly Bundy was that whole thing when she was doing the car commercial, and she said, the new Elante. <laughs> Every time I pass a car that looks like an Elante or sounds like an Elante, I have to do it. My wife will do it, too. It is so funny. But again, the Kellys, Kelly Kapowski, Kelly Bundy, you can't go wrong there. Michelle Obama is also beautiful as well. I'm I'm fascinated by this. Now, as far as Derek White going away, this is where Carolina and I will 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 probably disagree because I'm not a fan of Derek White. I am not. The dude, he is just a dude out there. He is just a dude out there. That guy's 100% replaceable. We'll be talking to Jeff Garcia from Locked On Spurs and Ken's Five 
at 12:30. But again, he is just a dude, man. That's that's all he is. Strong disagree. 29, 29. The year, uh, the yeah, year you're not watching defense. The year is the best hey, defender on the Spurs. The year 2022. The dude shoots 29 percent from three, which is four percent lower than Russell Westbrook, who goes by the nickname Russell Westbrook. Okay, when you're shooting four percent lower than somebody nicknamed Westbrook. That just shows how good you are offensively. I'm sorry. Pop quiz. What is he averaging per game? Oh, he's averaging probably, what, 14 points a game? I, I mean, think it's closer to... I think it's 14, 15. Yeah, yeah, that's about right. I watch every single game. Yeah. I go to games. Come on, man. He is definitely not having a be- a great year three-point shooting, but he is uh, not replaceable. By the way, look at my tie. Look at my tie on Facebook Live and on YouTube. Spurs logo. You I'm a Spurs tie. fan. I am wearing a Spurs tie. I am dressed for TV, though I'm on radio, but I'm on radio because I have a face for radio. But uh, welcome back to Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star. We do sports, pop culture, and nostalgia. I guess we'll do that baseball take at the top of the 1 o'clock hour, but we have more people on the line. I think Andrew's been waiting the longest. He's on line three. What's going on, Andrew? How's it going, folks? Who was your crush back in the day, man, or do you have a take? All right. Well, my two crushes were Kelly Kapowski and Topanga, and I have a funny story about Topanga very quick. Okay. Give me my hot take, the hottest take of the day. So in 2006, I graduated Marine Corps boot camp, and Topanga was a special guest at our graduation because she had a family member graduating, so I actually got to see my childhood crush the day I graduated boot camp, which was my most glorious day ever. <laughs> uh, glorious is putting it mildly man that's i mean it's well, amazing I, yeah now I'm keeping it pg for the radio <laughs> now carolina did you know that i came across uh one of my crushes about 12 years ago i, I mentioned this on air a while back uh i was uh, about 10 15 feet away from rihanna and she is wow. one of the most beautiful people i've ever seen it was just captivating like it wasn't like a sexual thing you just look at her going God, that was gorgeous. Like, just a <laughs> statue. Just a statue in heels just walking by. She's the most intimidating person I have ever seen in my entire life. You know what? I think there's some women, there's some women they just take your breath away when you see them. And I think Rihanna's one of them. And I think Tampanga's another one of them, too. And I find it really funny how people don't know, call her by her real name. They just call her Topanga, and we all get it. Well, because she looks, she looks the same. Uh, Andrew, correct me. Correct me if I'm wrong, but she looks identical to what she did when she was 18, 20 years old doing that show. A little bit bigger now, a little bit, you know. <laughs> she put on a little bit over the time, but I think it's because she has a couple kids. But she's still beautiful as ever. Very nice, man. Appreciate the call, my man. We have uh, Armando on line one. What's going on, Armando? Hey, uh, I'm 29, and uh, for like people around my age, I don't know how uh, they haven't said Kimberly from the Power Rangers. You uh, know what? Oh, Amy Jo yes. Johnson. I forgot. Yay. Yeah. Kimberly, that is my girl. I was always the pink Power Ranger playing imaginary Power Rangers growing up. I was always Kimberly. I could not be training. Yeah, I don't know how she, how she hasn't got brought up as a celebrity crush growing up. That that's a very good point. Actually, people are bringing that up on Facebook Live right now. I want to thank Ronald Schmitka for saying that his celebrity crush is Michael Jimenez. So I'm I'm an acquired taste. <laughs> but uh, no, we have a lot of people saying, "Yeah, but you're not the first one to say uh, say the Pink Power Ranger." 
Uh, we have a gentleman here saying Emily Osment. That's an interesting one. Uh, Dunia says Justin Timberlake was her celebrity crush. Matthew Martin says Rachel Lee Cook. You know, that's uh, what was that movie that she was in? Um, she's all that. She's all that. She's she all was, that. She was also yeah. in that commercial. You know, this is your this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? Where she crushes <laughs> the egg. Uh, Joe Medellin says her his three favorite celebrity crushes were Topanga, Topanga, Topanga. Joe Medellin, Kelly Kapowski. Uh, it, it's it's so funny. Esteban Ramon, the man of refined taste. Sandra Bullock, ever since Speed. Oh, wow. Very true. Very true. I just, I, yes, go ahead. I got a, can I ask you a question? Okay, so who do you think is winning right now? I think it's Topanga. Uh, Tepe, uh, you know what? For the San Antonio sports star slash halftime leader for Celebrity Crush right now, it's Topanga. But it, it's mm-hmm. funny because this is interesting because if you take a look at people's celebrity crushes, and this is where I have these like disagreements with friends, female friends over the years, guys like a girl with a little meat on the bones, man. It's just true. It's just true. And that's mm-hmm. Topanga. That's Selma Hayek. I mean, it's it's uh, Sofia Vergara. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, Christina Hendricks for me. I mean, uh, ever since watching Mad Men, man. But, uh, man, we're going till 2 o'clock. We come back. We have Jeff Garcia from Locked On Spurs and Ken's 5. Talking Spurs, I will answer that question about whether Robert Ory belongs in the Hall of Fame in that block. Again, the best caller of the day wins tickets to Bob Dylan at the Majestic. Right now, Sam is the leader. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star. It's Tuesdays with Teague. This is Halftime on ESPN 1250 and 94.5 FM. Take a break from the This is Halftime with Michael Jimenez on San Antonio Sports Star. ESPN 1250 and 94.5 FM. Upload a photo of what's on your grill and enter description or recipe at sasportstar.com and you can win a $50 gift card to Tri-County Meat Market. Winner chosen every Thursday at 6 on the Blitz. Welcome back to Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. Soon to be 103.3 FM. We are going down the dial on February 1st. My name's Michael Jimenez, your host from 12 to 2. Carl is producing... And that beautiful face that we see on YouTube and on Facebook is Carolina Teague. CT Tuesdays with Teague start today. Again, we're giving away tickets to the best caller, Bob Dylan, at the Majestic Theater in March. Very nice. Welcome back to the show, man. This show went off the rails real fast. I had mentioned that Jeff Garcia from Lockdown Spurs and Ken's Five would join us at this segment. But we got to push that one back to 1 o'clock. So Jeff Garcia will be with us at 1 o'clock, not now. Okay, so reach out. We'll be talking Spurs at 1 o'clock. Carolina, you okay? Can you hear? Oh, Hi, guys. There, there. I'm back. There you go. Okay. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. So we were talking about celebrity crushes. And, uh, you know, uh, James Pledger just storms into the uh, into the studio and says, Sarah Michelle Geller was his. And the fact that no one else mentioned Sarah Michelle Gellar is kind of amazing because it was like you were either a Sarah Michelle Gellar guy or a Jennifer Love Hewitt kind of guy. He also mentioned uh, Jenny McCarthy, uh, Carmen Electra, um, and then he says he loved he loved the styles of David Beckham and Brad Pitt. He was like, man, you know, wanted to emulate their style <laughs> back in the day. So you know, it's okay to have a guy crush. You know, so very very good. 
Welcome back to halftime. Again, we're going till two o'clock. Sports, pop culture, and nostalgia. You know, in the last segment, we had a caller ask the question: Does Robert Ori belong in the Hall of Fame? It's a weird question, okay? Because here's the thing, Carolina. I might have hot takes when it comes to the Spurs, and I am a Spurs fan. I look at Robert Ori, and no, he does not belong in the Hall of Fame. He does not. But if the Spurs retire that number five jersey, I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it because I went back in time, Carolina, about a month ago or so, and I rewatched a lot of the 05 finals. That mm-hmm. finals, that that one of the five rings that Tim Duncan has was because of Robert Ory. Robert Ory carried that team to victory in the 05 finals. And just for that, just for that, he deserves some sort of praise. Now, here's the thing. He does diss the city, does diss the Spurs. He says he considers himself more of a of a rocket or a, a Laker than he does uh, a spur. I get that. Mm-hmm. But man, go back YouTube 2005 finals spurs pistons. Man, he was amazing. What do you think, Carolina? You know, a lot of people say no because they say he was a great role player and he was just just so happened to be on great teams that happened to win championships. But um I think it's interesting because Rudy Tom Janovich when he was inducted into the Hall of Fame he gave a huge shout out to Robert Ori and he made a big, you know, case for him as to why he should be inducted into the Hall of Fame. He said that he won seven rings during his NBA career. He won, um, well, he won two in Houston. He won three in Los Angeles and then he won two with the Spurs. And he basically said he's one of the best clutch shooters of all time. And you can attribute to why some of these teams won these championships was because he was so clutch. And you just mentioned a great example with the San Antonio Spurs. So I think, you know, he should be inducted into the Hall of Fame because I'm going to leave it to the professionals. I think if that's what he agrees with and Robert Ori said, thank you for making my case, he he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Now, as far as retiring his jersey in San Antonio, I don't know. I feel like there's way too many jerseys up there at the moment, and it's just going to be a slew of more jerseys, and I feel like they should be more selective. You know, they say that if you're going to be in the Hall of Fame, to know whether or not you belong is whether or not you can tell the story of the sport with or without your name. If you can tell the story without your name, you're not a Hall of Famer. But if you need your name to be in there, then you are a Hall of Famer. Case in point in the NFL, Eli Manning. Eli Manning was a 500 quarterback, literally a 500 quarterback as a starter in the NFL. But he has two rings, both over Brady, the helmet catch. You know, all that he did to win those Super Bowls because he helped lead that team to victory, to glory. And because of that, he's a Hall of Famer. Joe Namath Mm -hmm. is another one. He's a Hall of Famer, but he has more interceptions thrown than touchdown passes. He only had a couple of good seasons, but he's a Hall of Famer because you can't tell the story of the NFL without him. Robert Ory, you can't tell the story of the NBA without him. He was so clutch for so many different teams. He wasn't a star, and people will say, well, he wasn't a... You know, he was a role player, but the Spurs have role players up on the rafters, man. Bruce Bowen's up there. Avery Johnson. Well, yeah. Avery Johnson was a starter, but, you know, Bruce Bowen's up there. You know, so it's it's kind of interesting. I mean, I, I, I think you could have an argument either way. DeJounte Murray also wears five, so you can't really retire five. <laughs> well, move him over to six. <laughs> That's uh, Avery Johnson. Are you going to retire every role player's? jersey at the AT&T Center. Like, I think there should be some type of selectiveness when it comes to 
retiring someone's jersey in the rafters. We have and gone think- way above and beyond that. The precedent's already been set, which is why Patty Mills deserves to be up there. You know, no one, no one, very few teams would say Patty Mills deserves to be on the rafters, but this is the Spurs way of doing things. We have Johnny Moore up there, you know, so it's, Mm -hmm. it's kind of interesting how this all goes down. But speaking of the Hall of Fame, Major League Baseball right now is in the process of potentially showing that it's the stupidest league in all of professional Mm -hmm. sports. Today is the announcement as to who makes the Hall of Fame and CT last year. Guess what? No one made it. And it's possible that this year, no one will make it again. Now, no one cared last year because they did have a Hall of Fame ceremony because the year before it was canceled because of COVID issues. So it was kind of like, oh, well, no one made it this year, but at least we have, you know, our, 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 the, the year before class here. Two years in a row would be crazy. But here's the thing. Right now, as it stands, because there's a public vote and there's a private vote. And what ends up happening is, with a public vote, people get high numbers, and then privately, when no one sees the ballots, and it's a bunch of old people who are voting, these numbers slide down. So right now, the odds-on favorite of actually being the Hall of Fame candidate for the year 2022 is actually David Ortiz of the Boston Red Sox, right? He is, right now, at over 80% of the public vote. But once the private vote comes in, it's very possible he slides back below the 75% threshold. But the big story of all this, CT, and I want your opinion on this. And also callers, call into the Kielbasa Bacon phone line, 656-ESPN. Again, best caller gets tickets to the Bob Dylan concert at the Majestic in March. The big story of all this is that there are some star baseball players who are in their 10th and final year of eligibility in this manner. I mean, there's there's other ways of getting in, but in this manner, being voted in. Barry Bonds, yeah. Roger Clemens, Kurt Schilling, Sammy Sosa. Chances that they drop off the ballot. Carolina, do those guys deserve to be in? I am going to say yes. I do think they deserve to be in. I think just because you juiced just a little bit, doesn't take away from your terrific career. I think I like I right now I could be juiced up. I'm not gonna be slamming home runs every single day or every single week and making you know batting a great a great percentage and bringing championships to their team. So I think just because they cheated just a little bit should not exonerate them from the Hall of Fame. I believe they still deserve a fair chance to be in there. They were great for the sport, whether it was through scandal whether it was through their wins, whether it was through any of those things. I believe they shifted the conversation in baseball and they have a winning record to back them up. So therefore, I think they should be a part of the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you can't erase two decades of play because of cheating and because of juicing. And I hate that argument because here's the thing. One thing I know about baseball is that everyone's cheating. And I, and I, and I, I am not a big fan of baseball anymore because there's no salary cap and you've got the same six teams that have a, are their head and shoulders above everybody else. I mean, yeah, there'll be a stray team like Tampa or, or the Marlins who will come out and win a win a world series every once in a while. But man, it's always about the Dodgers. It's always about the Yankees, the Cubs, the Red Sox, the Mets, and the, the teams that have money, St. Louis, the teams that have money win, right? Because they outspend everybody else. But the fact of the matter is, is that when it comes to, when it comes to the Hall of Fame, the fact of the matter is, is that 
these were the stars back in the 90s. These were the stars in the early 2000s. These are the guys that are in the record books. And I don't care if they cheated or not because everyone else is cheating. Hey, Houston Astros fans, guess what? You guys cheated. You cheated. You guys cheated. Mm -hmm. The Yankees also mm -hmm. cheat. The Red Sox also cheat. So, I mean, at, at what point are we going to do this? And then there's some of them, like Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling, you know what? He, he didn't cheat. I don't think he cheated. Do you know what he did? He became a jackass after retirement. And people don't people don't like him because he's super conservative. And I don't care what his politics are. What he did on the field in the diamond, on the, on the mound is what matters. My thing is this: Where does baseball draw the line in the sand? If the Houston Astros were able to get a championship, they it was discovered that they were cheating using the trash cans and that whole thing that shook up the entire baseball world and they didn't take away their championship title from them, why is why are these individuals, because they were on PED, they had PED usage, why, how come they are, you know, being held to the standard that they don't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, even though they've had tremendous careers to back it up, even though they did cheat by using, by juicing themselves up, Carolina. Uh, do, you know, do, do you know what it is? It, it's the fact that the that the voters of this are super old, and because of that, they're going to hold people back year after year after year because these guys just don't die, and these guys don't give up their vote. Man, there's nobody there our age who's voting. There might be what we probably represent. You know, I'm in my 40s. I'm assuming you're in your 30s. I, I assume that 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 we represent maybe. 5% of the voting for the Baseball Hall of Fame. I'm going to go ahead and assume that probably two-thirds of it is 70 and older, and they are holier than thou when it comes to the sport, as though this sport has been, is like innocent. It's never been innocent, man. There have been spitballs. There have been, you know, throwing at batters. There, there's been gambling. There's been all that. And speaking of gambling, Pete Rose deserves to be in. I mean, Pete Rose, yeah. I mean, come on. They have been punished already by not being in when they should have been in. But the fact of the matter is, is that, man, you can't tell the story of baseball without Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds is probably, you know what, probably, Barry Bonds is the best baseball player of all time. He is. Roger Clemens is one of the best pitchers of all time. And these guys were right. Hall of Famers before they started juicing. And you know what? And, and by, because of those scandals, these this award is being taken away from them. And... Ronald made a comment and he said trash cans are not steroids, but it's still cheating regardless. Mm -hmm. you, whether you cheat with a trash can or you cheat with juicing yourself up, you're still cheating. So I think baseball as a, as a totality needs to draw the line. Where do they draw the line with cheating at this point? Because at this point, it's very confusing to outsiders looking in. What will you accept and what will you not accept? And I think if you're going to be not stripping the Houston Astros of their title, then Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Sammy Sosa, all of them deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Agreed. And Joe reaches out to us on Facebook Live and says, baseball made money those years. They're not giving that money back to fans. They cash the checks. Because of that, you can't, because what, what are we going to do? Again, Major League Baseball will announce who makes the Hall of Fame today. Last year, no one made it. This year, one or none is what it's looking like. It's absolutely crazy. But again, the secret ballots, the private ballots are going on, being tallied right now. But uh, when we come back, we've got we got more to come on San Antonio Sports Star and on Halftime. You know, it's interesting. I was uh, reading an article about how 
you know, whenever you look at Netflix or Hulu and the top movies out there, do you ever notice that some of the top movies are old ones that suddenly become popular? So Hulu, interesting article, Hulu is surprised at what one of their top movies is right now. We're going to get into it. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. This is Joe Reinagle. Drive home with Jason Minix and me today at 4, ESPN 1250 and 94.5 FM. Welcome back to Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. Moving to 103.3 FM beginning February 1st. My name's Michael Jimenez, your host of Halftime Sports Pop Culture Nostalgia. It's Tuesdays with Teague. Carolina Teague is with us this first hour. You know what? Carolina, I asked you a very innocent question earlier about celebrity crushes, mm-hmm. and people still yeah. want to talk about it. We've got Mike on line one. What's going on, Mike? Bring it on. What's going on, team? How are you guys? Doing good. Hey. What you got? Good. Hey, I, 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 first and foremost, I cheated. I saw the answer key, and the answer is Carolina. You got the answer. <laughs> <laughs> what you, doing? you got the cheat code. I would tell you. I would tell you, number two, Robert Ory absolutely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He's one of the most prolific shooters we've ever seen behind, before or after Steph Curry. He did it. He has more rings that have tied to, you know, than most in the, ever played the game. He absolutely berser- deserves to be in there, and I say that as a true Spurs fan. Uh, and number three, the most important part. Man, I'm kind of embarrassed you guys don't remember this. Do y'all not remember the show that come has a little theme song? I get by with a little help. Both of my, my friends. friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Wonder Years, Winnie Cooper. You ready? Winnie <laughs> Cooper, my man. Winnie Cooper, Winnie yeah. Cooper. Uh-huh. Fred Savage, Danica McKellar. I mean, come on. Danica McKellar. Cutest yeah. thing ever to live. Danica McKellar is still smoking hot many, many years later. Very, very smart as well. Hey, thanks for the phone call, Mike. And apparently, we got Paul coming in on line one as well. What's going on, Paul? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks for having me on. What's uh, you... The first time around, actually, that that uh, you said Paul and it was Sam. He just called me right now. That's my that's my younger brother that called in to get his take. Oh, okay, so cool. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I don't have a hot take. I just have the whole deal with the celebrity crush, whatnot. Yes, for all the uh, Kelly Kapowski's and Topanga's and the Pink Ranger. And yes, absolutely, <laughs> I agree. But I don't think anybody has mentioned. And I was seven years old when this came out. Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman in Batman. Ah, there you go. Oh, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. Dude, I I got a crush on Michelle Pfeiffer after she came out on, oh, what was that? Uh, Oh, come on. That Coolio uh, uh, Gangster's Paradise? Dangerous Minds. Dangerous Minds. Yes, when she's she's that teacher trying to, like, teach the inner city kids, and she's sitting on top of the desk, got the jeans on. (laughs) Woo, Michelle Pfeiffer. That's a good call, my man. Thank you for the thank you for reaching out to us. As Catwoman. As Catwoman, yeah. yes. Yeah, so Callie Berry was Callie Berry was Catwoman. Berry was a great Catwoman too. I mean, all the Catwomen knocked it out the park. I mean, they had the bodies to back up that suit. Very nice. I swear. Yes. Thanks for the call. As a seven-year-old boy, so yeah. Thanks for the call. Hey, Carolina, I put a poll out on uh, Twitter yesterday. Now, some people enjoy the polls and man again i'm an acquired taste apparently because some people i love them some people just completely rag on me like dude you do polls daily and yesterday 
I was going to take the day off from polls, right? I was going to take the day off, just not even have one. Sick? No, I was just, you know, I was like, you know what? Maybe I was giving in to the haters, right? So I just posed, um, I posed a very innocent question on Twitter and people responded back with, well, wait a minute. Why isn't this a poll question? Because it landed itself to a poll question. I didn't do it as a poll, but people were like, they demanded it, right? So Rudy Campos mm-hmm. demanded this. It was one of the ones that demanded this. And it was a conversation that I had with my wife because my wife loves to drink Diet Dr. Pepper. Mm-hmm. And whenever she asks for two of them or get multiple, she calls them Dr. Peppers. And I mm-hmm. asked the question, is that the actual plural for Dr. Pepper? And I had to put a poll out there. You know, is it is the plural? Like if, if, if there's two of them, is it two Dr. Mm-hmm. Pepper? Is mm-hmm. it two Dr. Peppers? Or are they just Cokes? What do you got? <laughs> It's two Dr. Peppers, for sure. I mean, you can't say, can I get two Dr. Pepper? Actually, you know what? That can't sound really well off my tongue right now. I think I'm going to change my answer <laughs> just based off the way that flowed off my tongue. Two Dr. Pepper, I think that's perfect. You know, so, it, I get two Dr. Pepper? Thank you. Two yeah, Dr. Pepper. And, and I tell my wife all the time, I laugh all the time. And uh, Anthony reaches out and says that... Uh, it's doctor's pepper because it's like sergeant's major. <laughs> Someone said that it's like attorney's general. It's doctor's pepper. I'm sorry. The answer is it's it's Dr. Pepper. But my wife is so cute when she says it, Dr. Peppers. It is, it is cute to say, can I get two Dr. Peppers? I mean, I think you can't go wrong either way. But I think if you say two Cokes, uh, nobody's going to know what Who you're says about. two I mean, Cokes? different parts of the country. If I ask for Coke, I'm getting the Coca-Cola. Man. I don't know where they say what part of the country? I heard that they do this in other parts of the country. That if they say, "Can I get two cokes?" They mean something totally different. If somebody tells me two cokes, I'm thinking I'm going to get a Coca Cola. Okay, there's some things that I must have been sheltered from because I don't remember people calling things cokes. Okay, like 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 mm-hmm. I want a Sprite, and they call that a Coke. Or people who say that they that like I've gone to the movies. You know, I go to the theaters, Santicos or Flicks or whatever. I never see anyone order a pickle, like. Why do they have them there? No one buys them. No one buys them. <laughs> Come on, Carolina. I buy pickles at the movie theater. I like, the, like it's it's that. low, it's low fat, it's low calorie. You know, I, I got to keep myself in shape. I like eating a pickle at the movie theater. I'm that is for you only, food. man, because no one else is ordering that, Carolina. There is not one other person that orders a pickle at the theaters carolina one last question for you one last question for you because we're, we're coming up on it at the end of the hour and again we're going to have tuesdays with teague at the top of the show from here on out we're hoping in the studio next time you know uh, you're very popular on twitter and on instagram and pl- you and pleasure have something in common you both like to to show v- photos of you guys working out and stuff like that <laughs> What is the fine line, in, in, in 30 seconds or less, what is the fine line of thirst trappy photos? What is the fine, there's never a fine line. <laughs> I if love you, it. <laughs> if, you, if, you feel, if you feel good, if you look good, if you're, like, look, it takes a lot of us to build our inner confidence and exude that outwardly. And I've struggled with my inner confidence my whole life. If I feel beautiful, if I feel confident, and I know that I can post a thirst trap and I look gorgeous, I'm going to do it. And I feel like men should do the same thing. If you got a six pack, 
show off your six pack. If you know you get a little arm weight in your muscles, flex your muscles. There's no limit to a thirst trap. So anybody who posts a thirst trap, just sit back, click the story, click the photo, and just take a look and just admire that all that because you know it takes a lot of confidence to do that. So that is no limit to a thirst trap. That is Carolina Teague. Just realized, by the way, this is a meeting of the minds. We are both rock the mic champs. You're rock the mic. I'm I'm number four. You're two, right? I'm I'm number two. Rock the mic champ. That's absolutely right. So we're in a secret club. Me and RJ used to always talk about this. RJ Ochoa. We're in a secret society that nobody knows about. Yes, with Quinn Hudson, Mott. You know, we we've got six now. You know, Tanner. Yep. Very nice. Very nice. Well, thanks for being on again Tuesdays with Teague. That is Carolina Teague. You can follow her on Twitter at Carolina Teague underscore. Thanks for being with us. When we come back, we're talking Spurs. Jeff Garcia from Locked On Spurs and Ken's 5. We're going to be breaking down, will the Spurs be buyers or sellers at the trade deadline? Earlier I was talking about a movie that's popular on Hulu that kind of came out of nowhere. We'll talk about that at 1.30 with Lowe from 94.1, Energy 94.1. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star. One more hour to come on ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. Michael Jimenez. Halftime. It's our number two of halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. We're on the go at sasportstar.com. Again, we're moving to 103.3 FM beginning February 1st. My name is Michael Jimenez. Sports, pop culture, nostalgia. I want to thank Carolina Teague for being on in the first hour. This show is produced by Carl Schoening. And if you're watching us on Facebook and YouTube, Jeff Garcia from Locked On Spurs and Ken's 5 is here. Let's just dive straight into it. Oh, by the way, for those of you who are are listening to the show, we are giving away tickets to the best caller. The best caller gets tickets to Bob Dylan live at the Majestic Theater in March. And correct me if I'm wrong, Carl, Sam is the leader? That's right. Sam is the leader right now. But, uh, hey, if you can beat Sam, again, talk to us about our topics. Hey, man, Jeff, we went off the rails in the first hour. We were just talking about celebrity crushes. And whatnot, and some of yours came out. The Pink Power Ranger came out. I know you've mentioned. Uh, oh, oh, I I have a list. I have a list. Oh, let's unveil it, baby. Let's unveil it. All right. No particular order. Marissa Tomei. Mm-hmm. Uh, Madeline Smith. You should know who that is, uh, Jimenez. Oh, I'm. I, I have to look that one up, man. Madeline Smith. Pam, Urban Cowboy. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so by the way, by the way, Jeff Garcia and uh, who's it was Jeff Garcia and who else? Uh, it was Rudy J. Asked me to watch Urban Cowboy, so that's going to be my movie review tomorrow. I need fresh blood. I need new movies to watch. Right now, the leader right now is going to be probably a Richard Gere movie. You know, Officer and a Gentleman. But I did watch with my wife. It was her first time watching Urban Cowboy. Again, the reviews tomorrow at 1.30 here on Halftime. But man, Jeff Garcia, you are apparently Team Pam. I've been told that it's oh, a... You're, you're, you're about to find out why. Oh, well, there's a Team Pam versus Team Sissy thing going on. Team Sissy. Sissy being played by uh, Deborah Winger. Deborah Winger, yes. But why are you Team Pam? Oh, why don't we wait? Why don't we table that until you watch it? Because I definitely want to hear your thoughts. Oh, I've watched the I movie, think... but you want to wait till oh, I do the review? It? Okay. Yeah. 
I'm sorry. I thought you hadn't watched it yet. You're getting ready for Wednesday. But by the way, can I just quickly round off the list? Yeah. Sheena Easton. Nice. Phoebe, Phoebe Cates. Linda Carter. And the Baroness from G.I. Joe, 80s cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> that is all outstanding. Sheena Easton. I mean, what a great drummer she was, too. She was a great singer. She's fantastic. Oh, no, 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 no. You're, you're, I'm thinking you're thinking of Sheena Lee. E. Oh. Yeah, no, no. Sheena Easton was the uh, uh, was the Australian singer, and Prince discovered oh, her. Oh, Sheena Easton. We were going. Sheena yeah, Easton sang Strut. She sang Strut. That's sang, right. Uh, mm, you Got the Look with Prince. You Got Rhett. the Look. Nice. Yep. Nice. Yep. By the way, good. Uh, by the way, I'm going to tip your, my cap to you. Good pick on Susanna Hoff. Dude, Susanna Hoffs was probably the girl yeah. that I had my first celebrity crush on was Susanna Hoffs. I saw the Walk Like the Egyptian, Walk Like an Egyptian video. And when yeah. she did that eye look, oh my God. I was like, oh, <laughs> she's amazing. Well, I, I, I knew I was destined for nerddom when my first one was the Baroness from G.I. <laughs> that, that's when I knew it. I was like, okay, you know, what, what the, who's, who's and, this character? And the Carl, enemy of Joe. Carl is young, so you may not know who Susanna Hoffs is. But look up Susanna Hoffs, and in a second, I'm going to ask you what you think of her. And by the way, Susanna Hoffs, still bringing it these days, man. Susanna Hoffs is amazing. But uh, welcome back to Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. I just see a Google image search that Carl did of Susanna Hoffs. She was the lead singer of the Bengals. She is now 63 years old. I follow her on Twitter. She's still amazing looking. Still amazing looking. She's still bringing it. Carl, that that was my celebrity crush back in the late 80s. What do you think, man? Good for you, I guess. She's attractive. I won't <laughs> say good she's good not. Good for you, he managed. There's a lot of Aquanet going on in these photos, man. So That's all, that's all the 80s were, was just Aquanet. Oh. Guys and girls. The hair bands for the guys? Yeah, you know. Oh, man, Bon Jovi, they went through that. A woman who can and play guitar or bass, man. It's it, There's just something about it that's spectacular, spectacularly attractive. Very, very nice. And uh, we're looking up at photos of Pam from... Uh, well, this is Madeline Smith. Madeline this, Smith. Yeah, because it looks like uh, a lot of black and white photos here, Jeff. What years <laughs> was she... You well, like... that, 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 that tells you how old I am, Carl. That should give me a, a good glimpse of my age. All right, now, but... That's, uh, that's uh, late late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. Um, the... she, was, she did a lot of uh, soap operas back in the day, too. But um, There's that a... was her breakout film. There's a nasty rumor going around saying that we talk sports at this show. So let's talk oh, sports. Let's talk about the Spurs, baby. The Spurs back in action coming up against the Houston Rockets. You know, what's interesting was that I was watching R&R in the morning this morning mm-hmm. and seeing Rob Thompson, hearing him side with Team Tank. Correct me if I'm wrong, because you follow Twitter and Spurs Twitter a lot. Correct me if yeah, I'm sure. wrong. They all switched to my side over the weekend. Oh, I mean, I, we're at the point already in the season where the Spurs got to make a decision. What are we doing with this season? Are we going to go full throttle and go for a play-in spot or possibly playoff spot? Or we're just going to ease back a bit and, hey, Wieskamp, Primo, Kaycock, come on up. Mm-hmm. Let's see how these new rotations are going. And by the way, we're not the only one using we, you know, the, the R word, rebuild. Popovich even says it during his post-games, pre-game talk, you know, that this team is currently in a rebuild. So they're going to do a rebuild, so go full force. and Go, all, go, go about it. And Bring rebuild the means kids. the draft, yeah. man. 
That's where Thank it you. comes from. Thank it you. comes Thank from the draft. We draft. were wa- watching the game against the Sixers. I was just looking at it thinking to myself, we're just outclassed. You cannot coach this team up to be a relevant playoff team. The talent's not there. Mm-hmm. And we overvalue our players. And I know a lot of Spurs fans. By the way, where my Spurs tie, right? I see that. I, I am you're making a, me look bad right now on, on YouTube right now. I am a Spurs fan, but man, I take a look at it and the talent is not there, man. We have a handful of pieces. We've got possibly Primo. We've got Keldon, mm-hmm. DeJounte, Jakob, and um, that's Vassell, right? Vassell. And, 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 yeah. and, and at that point, it's like, okay, everybody else at that point is replaceable. I am, I do like Trey Jones. I mm-hmm. like what he brings to the team. Uh, but man, uh, but he's a good chip in, in any type of deal moving forward. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, that's a great chip. And by the way, you know, again, you know, you hear the word the T word tank. You know, it's not such a bad thing. You know, if if San Antonio were to do that, I, I don't think they'll still outwardly do say that. But I mean, again, you go b- back to the man himself, Popovich. He uses words like rebuild. He uses phrases such as. We're in a position where we cannot, you know, you know, take a take a night off. We don't have. He said it himself. He meant it at the beginning of the season. This team does not have a megastar. So why is it, you know, okay for you know fans to get on you, Jimenez, when you say this team doesn't have a star? Mm-hmm. When Popovich flat out said it to start the season. I think the problem so, is is that people didn't like the fact that I said it so early on in the season. I was saying this when the Spurs were just like two games under five hundred. And right. and they're like, well, let the season unfold, let it play out. And and you know, there was a point in time about three or four weeks ago when the Spurs had a four game winning streak, and it looked like the Spurs were going to flirt with the idea of getting close to five hundred. And then COVID struck, and at that point, it all got yeah. shut down. The Spurs are now healthy again. Mm-hmm. Zach Collins is now going back to Austin, yep. but getting the. I mean, but what are we going to expect from him? I mean, come on, it's yeah. not like he was a star. Yeah beforehand he is a lottery talent he was drafted in the lottery but the spurs need lottery talent on this team and right now what we're looking at here is you know what a lot of these players replaceable lonnie walker isn't going to be with the spurs next year he's not yeah yeah he's not making a strong case to stay on board or for the spurs to match any offer that uh, any other team uh makes lonnie's way Uh, yeah this, this team is definitely retooling it's tinkering it's rebuilding this is what it looks like you look at what you have as far as assets you know, you have Lonnie, you have Trey, you have Vassell, Derek White, and you start looking at them and saying, okay, is this enough to get this team back to its glory days or at least close to it or get it on the path to that? And if it means flipping them, as this team has done in the past with fan favorites such as George Hill, uh, look, I mean, looking back, I, I mean, sure, maybe it didn't end up the way Spurs fans wanted to, but it wasn't bad in the interim. It netted you a, uh, another title, another banner hanging in the AT&T Center with Kawhi. Now, is it possible so, that when the Spurs traded Bryn Forbes, you're saying that they're not going to outwardly tank. But when I yeah. saw that they traded Bryn Forbes, that was the first thing I thought of in my mind. I thought, ooh, this is step one of the tanking process. Yeah, I mean, they get, they get back an asset. I mean, albeit a, a very future, future second-round pick. But, hey, it, it's cachet. It's cachet to bundle. It's some sort of uh, trade if they want to get aggressive on draft day, draft night, this upcoming trade deadline. It's something they can use. It's another asset they can throw at a team if they want to move in that direction. This is uh, this is a new time in San Antonio's franchise history. A lot of these uh, young Spurs kids, 
that grew up in the dynasty never have seen what a Spurs rebound looks like. I've been through it. I've seen it before. I remember when Dominique Wilkins was the leading scorer, a busted up Dominique Wilkins that they brought in from overseas to wear a Spurs <laughs> uniform. I remember when it was David Greenwood. I remember when it was Jerome Whitehead. Jerome Whitehead, wow. Arena. Yeah, back at the Hemisphere Arena. And, th- and then to see them retool, and it took a while. What did it take, Jimenez? It took a number one draft pick called David Robinson to get the franchise going. And I've said it on Lockdown Spurs. I said it with you at halftime. I even told it, mentioned it with Carl in past Lockdown Spurs. Yeah, you know, it'd be different if these top name free agents wanted to come to San Antonio. And Jeff, um, Jeff, the thing is, though, you man, see it happen. the thing is, is that we have to compare the team's ceiling versus other teams' floors. If our ceiling is what another team's floor is, that's a problem. That means that the Spurs only win when the Spurs play the best they can and the other team plays the worst that they can. And it's yeah, happened it's this fun. year. It's happened with right. the Spurs beat Milwaukee, Spurs beat Golden right. State. You know, mm-hmm. Spurs have played Phoenix tough. It happens. Spurs can play up and play down to the competition. By the way, we have some breaking news coming in to San Antonio Sports Star ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. And I hate seeing this. I hate to announce this. But New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton has stepped down from the team. So a lot of Cowboys fans out there have been wanting Sean Payton as head coach of the Cowboys. They may have to wait a year to make that happen. They may need to fork over a ton of draft picks to make that happen. But Sean Payton is no longer the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. I'm sure Jason Minix and Joe Reinagle will talk more about this on the Blitz at 4 o'clock. Wow. Cannot believe that. But let's talk a little bit more about the Spurs, Jeff. Sure. Um, I talked about before this homestand that the Spurs really needed to go around 8-6 and six to have a chance of making the playoffs, right? To have a chance. And it really hasn't gone that way because the Spurs have, you know, a rodeo road trip coming up with eight games in a row on the road. And right now the games are coming here to San Antonio. I mean, the Spurs have a couple of games with the Rockets that are winnable. Doesn't mean that they're going to win it. They lost the last time to the Rockets. Yep. Spurs were depleted though that time, but the Spurs can win those games against the Rockets, but everyone else, man, you got, the Bulls coming in. You've got John Morant and yep. Memphis coming in. You know, then the yep. Spurs go on the road with some tough games on the road. We've got Golden State. Uh, it's just, it's looking like it's going to be a rough stretch of the year. And now, Jeff, I'm taking a look at it right now. Mm-hmm. I think Pop getting those nine wins is not a sure thing. I think he'll get it. Do you have some um, stuff to drink before the show? They yeah, got fifty-five exactly, yeah. games think, left. They don't have fifty-five yeah, think, games yeah, left. They've got like thirty-five it. games left. Oh, yeah, I guess it is thirty-five. But they're gonna get they're gonna get ten out of thirty-five. Ten and I twenty-five. Think they get, I ten. Think they get nine. I think they get. Well, they need nine or ten, Carl. I thought it was nine right now. It's oh, nine. nine. I, they're it's they're nine. gonna win at least ten more games. Yeah, I don't yeah, want them I to win any more than that. <laughs> let's get let, let, you know win the last game of the season in es todo man that is it yeah the yeah, um but you know you look at this uh franchise and um you, you know all spurs fans have to do just listen to carefully to what popovich says when they lose uh or you know when they play well you know what does he say when they lose michael mm-hmm. this team cannot afford to take a day a, a period off a minute off because they're not built that way. I'm not saying that. He's saying that. Yeah. So that should give you an idea 
that this team is still missing something, you know, that star player. But one last question, one minute. Do you think the Spurs are buyers or sellers before the trade deadline, which is coming up in a few weeks? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, if the Brent Forbes deal is any indication, I think they may start looking uh, to do both to buy and sell, to sell off some of these assets maybe, and then bring in maybe some picks, you know, bring them in. You know, so I, 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 I think they're right there. They got to make a move. And with Lonnie, look, think about Lonnie. Lonnie's in a contract year. You're about to, could you lose him for nothing right now? So why not flip him? Why not? I don't know if he's flippable, man. I don't know if anybody would want him. You can get him in the off season, but uh, I mean, I mean, even if he lets you a late first rounder or early second rounder, I think the Spurs should at least listen to that. Spurs back on the court tonight against the Houston Rockets at seven o'clock tip off. That is Jeff Garcia from Locked On Spurs and Ken's Five. Please follow him on Spotify. Follow him on Twitter. He is the source for the Spurs here in San Antonio. Jeff Garcia, thanks for being with us. Thank you, Michael. Talk to you guys later. Carl, we need to talk about Sean Payton, my man. Um, I am livid right now as a New Orleans Saints fan. That is my team. And Sean Payton is going to be a head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Not this upcoming season, but I personally believe at this point now, it'll be the next season. It'll be the 2023 season. You know, Sean Payton led the New Orleans Saints to its only Super Bowl win. Um... He has led this team to a 9-8 and record this year, which was amazing because think about it. The Saints won, had a winning record despite having as quarterback Jameis Winston. They had Ian Book for a game, Taysom Hill, and Trevor Simeon. Those four quarterbacks have something in common. They suck. Okay, Jameis Winston's okay. And you're mad at him for leaving a team that doesn't have a good quarterback? And not only that, the Saints have also have the worst salary cap situation going on right now. I believe there are 70 million over the cap. So the writing was on the wall, and Sean Payton was thought of as being a big candidate for the Cowboys years ago, handful of years ago. Uh, but Sean Payton signed a contract with New Orleans and was under contract until the year 2026. So if he's stepping down and wants to take a year off, guess what? It's not going to be free. I don't care how much money Jerry Jones has. The question is, how many draft picks does he have to make this happen? Because if it's, if it's essentially going to be a trade to New Orleans to make that happen. And I've asked Cowboy fans, Quinn Hudson, Rock the Mike Champ, co-host of the Sunday Sports Grill and the Fantasy Gods on Sundays. He was on this show just a couple, you know, last week talking about this. And I asked him, what would you give up? And he said that he would give up. As a Cowboy fan, he'd be okay if the Cowboys gave up two first-round draft picks. I'm going to let you know something. It ain't going to be a six-rounder. It ain't going to be a swapping of fifth-rounders. This is going to be costly when it comes to the draft, when it comes to the Cowboys, because he's under contract, or he was under contract, and if he wants to come back sooner than later, it's going to cost the Cowboys. But this is an opportunity for Dallas, because, kind of strange, Mike McCarthy might be going into a lame-duck year. The writing might be on the wall. But Dak Prescott needs a quarterback whisperer. He needs somebody in his corner beyond Kellen Moore. Because I think the whole thing regarding Kellen Moore has been a failure. Uh, and you might say, oh, well, statistically, they are one of the best in the league when it comes to this and the other. Statistically doesn't mean that it's playing winning football. 
And it doesn't mean that the right call is being made at the right time. And I think Sean Payton can actually get the most out of Dak Prescott more than any other quarterback. Uh, I've had some people reach out to me on Twitter and say that he is uh, overrated. And, well, you know, I'm sorry, but, I mean, teams don't win the Super Bowl because there's been a guy named Tom Brady on the other side of the field winning them all. But, man, uh, if, you, if, if, if he can take a New Orleans team with Winston, Simeon, Ian Book and Taysom Hill as quarterback to a winning record, imagine what he can do in the NFC East. Imagine what he can do for the Dallas Cowboys. As a New Orleans Saints fan, I'm disgusted. But I get it. I mean, as a man, I get it. And I know they're going to say, well, I don't know if he's going to go to the Cowboys or not. But you you can see what's going on, man. This is kind of like when someone finds out their girlfriend or some significant other is cheating. You know the writing on the wall. You can see the signs. You can put two and two together, and that's exactly what it looks like here. It looks like the Cowboys are going to pivot to Sean Payton. Um, have they said that? No. But you know what? Just magically, Sean Payton just decides, eh, I wanna, I wanna, I'm going to leave the Saints. Yeah, I know I just signed that contract uh, less than a year ago, and I know I have four years left on it, but I think it's time for me to step down. And he's going to talk about I bet she's going to say it in, in an interview, I just wanted to spend more time with family. Crap. What kind of crap is that? That's what? He just the got married. Of course he wants to spend more time with oh his new smoking hot wife. It is a complete playbook that is written by everybody. It's just, it just well, all, it's all meaningless and nothing. And there's absolutely no guarantee he becomes the next Cowboys head coach. McCarthy has a great year, and then that goes off of the the you know game plan i i think he's 58 years old he's worth 25 million dollars something like that he could easily go into a cushy sunday's broadcast job if he so chose i think this could be a legitimate retirement and then maybe he gets the itch a little bit later but it, it is three years left on his contract and the, as long as he d- decides to come back with with that kind of contract term through 2025, there will have to be compensation given to the Saints. We're going to take more phone calls at 1245, and here are the phone calls I want to see, I want to hear. Who would you rather have as your head coach, Cowboy fans, Mike McCarthy or Sean Payton? Well, that's not a question. Oh, well, we have calls coming Pretty in. Pretty obvious. Yeah, we have calls coming in. You know what? If, some, if this guy wants to talk about it, I want to have at least one call leading into the break. But, man, again, Sean Payton has stepped down as head coach of the New Orleans Saints. That opens the door for the potential for the Dallas Cowboys to make a move. Again, it will not be free. It will not be cheap. It may count. Oh, my God. Rob Thompson is right outside the studio right now pumping his fist at me, knowing that I'm a Saints fan, knowing that I have in my backpack right now Mardi Gras beads because I'm a fan of the Saints. But man, hey, hey, Carl, do we have any callers coming in? All right, we, we were getting callers coming in. But uh, man, we'll be talking more about this around 1245. When we come back, we're going to have Lowe from Energy 94.1 coming on in to talk some pop culture and sports. After that, when we come back, 1245, we'll be talking more about this news involving Sean Payton stepping down from the New Orleans Saints and whether the Cowboys should pivot in that direction. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. Well, 
Welcome back to Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. Soon to be 103.3 FM. We're moving on February 1st. My name is Michael Jimenez, your host from 12 to 2. Halftime is about sports, pop culture, and nostalgia. In the last block, we had uh, breaking news that Sean Payton is stepping down as head coach of my New Orleans Saints. Cowboy fans are getting super excited in the building right now. We're going to take calls on that. At 1240, I'm sorry, at 140, rather, calls on that. So reach out. Kielbasa Bacon phone lines are open at 656-ESPN. Again, 656-ESPN. Best call of the day, by the way, gets free tickets to go see Bob Dylan in concert at the Majestic Theater in March. Now, welcome back to the show. I'm super excited because once a week, we're going to have a nice visit here from Lowe, whose afternoon's on Energy 94.1. Talking all things sports and pop culture and pop culture and music and and movies and whatnot. And Lo, first topic of the day, <laughs> I was going to bring up in the last hour, but I think it's pretty cool. You know, uh, the streaming services always release movies. And you would think that the top movie out there would be like a current movie or a movie that came out last year that people missed. Sure. And what was interesting about it was that the number five movie right now streaming on Hulu is a comedy from 14 years ago, and it has this iconic scene. Good morning. Can I take your order? Can I get a tall chai? And a large black coffee. A what? Large black coffee. Do you mean a venti? No, I mean a large. He means a venti. Yeah, the biggest one you got. Venti is large. No, venti is 20. Danny. Yeah. Large is large. In fact, tall is large, and grande is Spanish for large. Venti's the only one that doesn't mean large. It's also the only one that's Italian. Congratulations, you're stupid in three languages. Love that line. (laughs) Venti is 20. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, he's not lying. (laughs) So that is low from Energy 94.1. Have you seen Role Models before? I have, and you know what? It's, It's been a while. I definitely need a refresher, so this is probably why it's trending, because it was probably being talked about. And everyone's like, oh, I haven't seen that in so long. So let me yeah. go rewatch it, you know? So I'm taking a look at it. It's actually one of the new releases for February. Okay. Hulu. But it's one of those things where, you know, people look back. And I think part of it was was because he was named the sexiest man alive, oh, Paul yeah. Rudd. Yes. Do you believe that he's the sexiest man alive? Or do, I, you, or do you put him in the top 10 of celebrity crushes for you? I think, yes, absolutely. Even back to, like, the clueless days. I mean, I remember Paul Rudd being, like, one of my first big celebrity crushes. And I think he's like a fine wine. He just gets better with time, you know? And being funny really adds to the sexiness, too. You the know? dude is a vampire. He yeah. looks identical to Clueless, which was back in 95. <laughs> 27 years later, the dude is, like, better looking now than he was then. And it's so funny because, like, his comedy roles are so understated. I mean, when he was, you know, uh, doing the whole Sex Panther thing and Anchorman. Yes. You know, funny, he's never, he he became a star star most recently. Mm-hmm. You know, he was always kind of like the sidekick or or the, the third person in the movie. And it's weird that as he gets closer to 50, he's probably beyond 50 at this point. It's so weird that he is now like the leading man. Oh, yeah. And I do, I, I need him to drop the skincare regimen because it's. It's unmatched. The dude's 52 <laughs> years old. Paul Rudd is 52 I years old. That gives us something to look forward to, right? I, I mean, I think I look a little young for my age, right? Because I have all my hair and it's yeah. still black. Yeah. But uh, Paul Rudd at 52. He looks great. Yes. He, he looks does. great. He does. And you know what? I think he's one of those guys where, 
you know, women want to be with him, but guys want to be friends with him because he looks like just like a, like just, a yeah, just, just a cool a guy, swell guy for like, sure. You know, you want to watch a movie and you want to go to a concert with him. But speaking of concerts, I hear that uh, Adele oh, is not having any concerts anytime soon. No, so this news dropped very, very late last week. She was supposed to kick off her Las Vegas residency last weekend, and literally on Thursday, she posted a video to Instagram saying that she had to cancel or not cancel, but postpone the show. Um, and she cited, you know, reasons being uh, the supply chain issue and COVID-19. But now the tea is coming out that, you know, she might be, she might be playing a little bit of a diva role here. I know. Caesar's palace came up to Adele and said, hello. Yeah. It's, it's me. me. <laughs> You're <And> lying. <laughs> run me my money. Yeah. yeah. Because she had this whole teary-eyed, crying, sobbing thing on Instagram that we played here on Halftime. Yeah. I felt bad for her when I saw this. We played it as part of our entertainment news the other day. She was crying saying, the show's not ready. It's not ready. We've had COVID go through the whole, our whole crew and whatnot. And Caesar's Palace is saying, uh-uh, you are lying. You are not happy with the set. You're not happy with the sound system. You're not happy with the design, and because of that, you're using COVID as an excuse. Right. So I I I think with her and and a lot of artists, uh, you know, on her on her caliber, you know, they're a bit of perfectionists, and if if they have a vision and it's not being executed the way that they want to, they're going to step in and and you know essentially try to protect their brand and their name. And with everything that's been going on, I think there's a level of, um, you know. They're scared that they're going to let people down mm-hmm. if if things feel rushed or if, if you know people come to a show and they're not happy with with the product. So I think there's a little bit of that. I, I do think that there is some some COVID nineteen hesitancy that she's worried about. But I mean, Silk Sonic is is launching a, a residency uh, next month. Uh, Katy Perry just launched one too. They seem to be doing just fine. So now Adele canceled this the night of her first performance. So you had people coming from all over the world. She had not done a concert in five years. Right. They're coming from all over the world. She's going to get sued off her butt if she was lying because some people paid on the on the secondary market mm-hmm. thirty to thirty five thousand dollars a ticket mm-hmm. to watch her. And if you're saying that she's lying. There's going to be some consequences to be paid there. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, they're, they were saying she was going to be making, like, a million dollars a show. So she's <laughs> – I'm sure she's not trying to postpone the thing too long, but I- I'm sure Caesar's Palace is like, you you made us lose a lot of money, mm-hmm. you know? And, and the more weekends that we have to postpone, the more money we're going to lose and the more upset our, our patrons and, our, and your fans are going to be. I mean, Caesar's Palace is not – imperial palace there over in <laughs> in uh, vegas it is not circus circus no it is not stratosphere caesar's palace is one of the nicest casinos there still even though it's old it's one of the nicest casinos there. they do it right yeah so for her to come out and say or for it to be come out and saying that, that she's unhappy or that it was bad i don't buy it because caesar's palace is a five-star hotel for a reason right they do things right they spare no expense right yeah, I, th- I think there was definitely some uh, some heads butting against the design and and the set features and all of that. And I, I don't know, they're gonna have to figure it out because there's a lot of people upset right now over this big time. So what else is going on in the world of entertainment and music? Um, let's talk about. Well, I mean, you guys had that awesome halftime show uh, trailer come out last week that's been trending all over. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is that gave me goosebumps when when I watched it. I know everybody's been talking about that. 
Um, one thing I do want to touch on, though, the new Batman that is dropping in March. Um, this is going to be the longest Batman movie ever. It's nearly three hours. Nearly three hours. Two hours and fifty-five minutes without credits. So it's going to it's going to make it the longest Batman movie ever. And while I am v- very much looking forward to Zoe Kravitz doing somersaults and backflips in a cat suit, I don't know that <laughs> I would be able to sit through the whole thing without at least one potty break. I mean, three <laughs> hours for a movie. You know, I do movie reviews here on Wednesdays at one thirty. Again, movies that I've never seen before that are thirty or forty years old that everyone else has seen. You know, I'm doing uh, Urban Cowboy tomorrow. Nice. Um, but I tell you what, movies are not supposed to be three hours. <laughs> I did Blood In, Blood Out the other day. That was like three hours and nine minutes. Urban Cowboy was almost three hours. Why? No. I would think that movie theaters would be pissed off at this. Because the whole point is to get movie tickets in. Right. Turn and burn, baby. Turn and Let's burn. go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and instead of showing, like, ten showings in a night, they may only have, like, seven showings in a night because, again, it's three hours long. This this one I might have to wait until it hits, like, HBO Max or, or Paramount Plus because, again, three hours without going to the bathroom. And you know when you ever, whenever you have to go to the bathroom, yeah. you always miss the most important part of the movie. It oh, exactly. never fails. Exactly. It never fails. I went to go see Sing 2 the other day. <laughs> And I was so excited. And halfway through the movie, I'm like, man, who plays that one character? I really like her voice. And I'm going through it. And it was my celebrity crush. Who was it? It was Halsey. Halsey. Oh, Halsey is my celebrity crush. She's doing good. She's doing the mommy thing right now. She just had a baby recently. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm hoping that we're going to get some some new music from her next year. But she seems to be really, really enjoying life right now. You know, she goes all over the place. I mean, she had that one song. That was kind of country, you know, you should be sad. And then, you know, she goes off and does a song with Machine Gun Kelly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so she does the pop punk thing. And then she goes off and does some bluesy things. Uh, I like her uh, on the uh, British radio that she does, uh, some of the live performances that she oh, does yeah, over there. BBC. Uh, Colors is one of my favorite songs from her. Uh, the Badlands album is great. Uh, you know, Hopeless Fountain Kingdom is a really good album, too. Really big. Speaking of Vegas, I met her in Vegas at the billboards a few years ago. Get out of here. She was the nicest person I've ever met. Okay, breaking news. (laughs) Ana de Armas has been dethroned as my number one celebrity crush. She is now back down to two. Halsey, my girl, goes from two to number one. Thank you for telling me that she's nice. Because that means everything. Yeah, she was the sweetest for sure. She complimented my outfit and my lipstick. Like it was everything. It was a full fangirl moment for me. And you were there why? For the Billboard Music Awards. Yeah. I've been to a Billboard yeah. Music Awards. I went as a fan though. I, I actually got to be backstage and do like the whole interview process with all of the artists that came through. Halsey was one of them, DNCE, so uh, Joe Jonas's band, uh, Jason Derulo. It was, it was a fun time, but she was definitely. My favorite. I will definitely be your intern next time. Okay, <laughs> you got it, I Mike. will do it for free. <laughs> I will pay my way over there. By the way, Jason Derulo. I had this ongoing joke with my daughter that uh, Jason Derulo, uh, it's contra- contractually obligated to say his name at the beginning of every song that he does. Jason Derulo. I think he does have that written into his contract. Yeah. Why does he do that? <laughs> I never understood that. I, I think it's just like why we, you know, we use imaging on, on the radio. Like it's, it's a, it's a audio stamp. It's like, you know, it's a Jason Derulo song because he tells you right when you hear it. You know? <laughs> yeah. The Beatles never did that. Yeah. You know, you know, the Beatles didn't go. They didn't need to. They didn't go, 
<laughs> Hi, we're the Beatles. Hey, Jude. You know, but that is Lo from Energy 94.1. Listen to her on Afternoons. Thank you so much for being with us today. Absolutely. It's so much fun. We will be doing this once a week, trying to figure out the day, but it's looking like Fridays. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Fridays. So I'm, I'm good with that. Tuesdays with Teague, Fridays with Lo. You know, we let's got, do it. The, the ladies have invaded halftime, and I'm here for it. <laughs> we'll be back talking more about Sean Payton leaving the New Orleans Saints. Dare I say he has entered the transfer portal. This is Halftime on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 94.5 FM, on the go at com. We've got the damn mic. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. All right, Cowboy fans, it's your time, baby. Call into the Kobasa Bacon phone lines at 656 espn 656 ESPN. Who would you rather have as head coach of the Dallas Cowboys? Mike McCarthy? You want him back? Or do you want Sean Payton, formerly of the New Orleans Saints? That's right, formerly, because it was announced about an hour ago that the New Orleans Saints head coach, Mike Mc, uh, Sean Payton, will be stepping down and uh, taking a year off, it looks like. So it's possible that the Cowboys could jump in line and maybe make an offer to the Saints. You know, maybe offer a draft pick or two or three for Sean Payton's services. Would you be willing to do that? Sean Payton did leave, did lead the New Orleans Saints to its only Super Bowl over a decade ago. Uh, he has the ability to get the most out of offenses, led the Saints to a 9-8 and record, despite the fact that the Saints started four different quarterbacks and none of them were any good. The Cowboys, for many, many years, have been rumored to be enamored with Sean Payton. And Gary wants to talk about this. He's on line one. What's going on, Gary? Well, I look at it this way. I think uh, Sean Payton is like a, a disciple of like Bill Parcells. Mm-hmm. Bill Parcells is a no-nonsense type of coach. He's not going to put up with a lot of that bull that uh, the Cowboys were doing this year. And I think the difference between the Cowboys getting – further in the playoffs and winding up where they were was the fact that they were very undisciplined. Get five penalties instead of 14 penalties, and Cowboys beat the 49ers. I completely agree, Gary. Thank you for that call. You know, he's right. Gary is right about this in the sense that Sean Payton demands accountability. Sean Payton is also somebody who doesn't deflect blame. He is somebody that, I mean, we look at McCarthy. I mean, the last play that the Cowboys had in the playoffs was that ridiculous run by Dak Prescott that burned all 14 seconds off the clock. It was ridiculous. And the Cowboys are there defending it and saying, oh, no, it was the ref's fault. The ref didn't run up in time to spot the ball, and we got screwed over because of it. No, it was a bad call, bad play. And at the end of the day, McCarthy did not admit it. He didn't admit it, didn't fess up to it. Sean Payton's an interesting character because, you know, he is somebody that is – Loved and feared in many ways by the Saints players. He has built an excellent defense over there. So, I mean, again, this this probably can't happen right away. It's possible that Mike McCarthy is going to enter the season as a lame duck coach. But Dak Prescott is entering his prime. Dak Prescott now has that contract where he's making more than $40 million a year. Siberian on Facebook says, uh, Mike has a crush on Halsey or Sean Payton. Can't tell which one. Man, I have a crush on both, man. Sean Payton's my sports is my sports crush because Cowboy fans, I'm you should tell how upset I am about this. 
I mean, it's a it's an era that's over in New Orleans. And yeah, he's had his issues. I mean, he had to sit out for a while because of the whole controversy involving bounties and whatnot over a decade ago. Uh, but Sean Payton was a great leader, man. and He got the most out of that team. And that's one thing that you can't say about the Dallas Cowboys. When was the last time, Cowboy fan, that the most was brought out of that team? Again, the Kielbasa Bacon phone lines are open at 656 ESPN. But it's very disturbing for me as a Saints fan. But I get it, man. I, I get it. He'd been there for a long while. He brought a Super Bowl to New Orleans. And on top of that, he had a really good season this year. If the, if the Rams had held on to that lead in week 18, they were up big in the second half. The 49ers came back to win that game in overtime. That prevented New Orleans from making the playoffs. And kind of interesting that now in the NFC Championship game, it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a repeat there. It's going to be the 49ers against the Rams. And you're seeing this. The coaches of the 49ers are getting the most out of that team. You're seeing the coach, you know, McVay, getting the, the most out of the Rams. And you're seeing the Bengals. You're getting the most out of Burrow and Chase and that defense and that kicker. And then you're, you're seeing, you're seeing the, the, the Chiefs with Andy Reid getting the most out of Mahomes and, and bringing that team back. Cannot believe that they made the AFC Championship game. But Cowboy fans... It's probably been 20 years since the most was brought out of the Dallas Cowboys. I would argue probably 20. Well, I mean, the, probably the, since 1995. So what the, are we pushing? That's uh, it's coming up on 27 years. Yeah, seven. I'm bad at math. The the difference is though, Carl, is I think the year where it was Dez's catch was called incomplete. I would argue that the most was brought out of that team. That that team looked a lot like this year's team, and you know what? At the end of the day, you can't blame one play every single time. No, agreed. But it, it's it's going to be fascinating to see if the Cowboys actually make this move. I think they are. I think the writing's on the wall. I think everybody knows it. And right now, you're seeing Cowboy fans just running up and down the hallways celebrating Rob Thompson being one of them. I mean, he was talking about it on R&R in the morning this morning. And, you know, it, it's kind of disappointing because Sean Payton signed a long contract with the Saints and he's bowing out after one year. But I get it, man. The GM of the Saints just screwed that team over because they have no cap space. They have negative cap space. They're the worst standing when it comes to cap space this upcoming year. So they're going to have to let go of player after player after player. Hopefully they get rid of offensive players because that defense needs to be kept intact. But you take a look at the Cowboys, though. You know, I don't trust Kellen Moore to be making these play calls. I think that experiment is a failure. I can't call it a failure. They had the number one offense all season long. It's only number one when it doesn't matter. And they also played bad teams. They they were undefeated in the NFC East. They played a lot of bad teams. And when they played against good teams, they lost. They didn't beat one team this year that had 10 or more wins. Not one. How many did they play? I would say they probably play what five or six, include the playoffs. So it's just it's just a weird, weird thing going on. But man, Cowboy fans get excited because I will tell you this much: Sean Payton does mean that much to a team. And Mike McCarthy, you know, he's been out and about since that since that loss to the uh, 49ers. He has been out and about trying to advocate for his his job. He's been out there trying to get people to say, hey, look, you know, I deserve another year. I deserve another year. 
and Jerry Jones has been has been silent. Jerry Jones has not been giving him the stamp of approval. And uh, so, man, Cowboy fans, you might lose a first-round draft pick. You might lose multiple picks. But Sean Payton might be worth it, man, because, again, the whole point of this team is that it revolves around Dak Prescott. And Dak Prescott's entering his prime. This team is entering its prime. And some thought that the window was starting to close, but I think Sean Payton can reopen it, especially if other players know that he's going there. might make it a more attractive spot. But I'm sure Joe Reinagle and Jason Minix will talk more about this on the Blitz. They're coming up from 4 to 7. I'll have to digest this and relax in a little bit. This is halftime. We'll see you back tomorrow here on San Antonio Sports Star.